This message is brought to you by Lighthouse Chapel International, a united denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Welcome to the Life Preaching Message, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation, a Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to teach and preach wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing encounter as you listen to this message. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I believe the Lord is gracious. His mercies are new every morning. His goodness endureth forever. This morning we want to continue on the subject of faith and works. James chapter 2 says that faith just as the body without the spirit is dead so also faith without so also faith is dead without works amen so i believe that by your faith or through your faith, certain great works are accomplished. And, you know, the works is not what you need to be granted access to heaven. The works of your life is a demonstration of the faith you have. It's a demonstration of the faith you have. Whether you have faith in God or you have faith in the world in which you live. Whether you have faith in Jesus Christ as the Son of God, or you have faith in something else. Whether you have faith in Jesus Christ as the light of life, or you have faith in your human natural education system, and and all those things. So, the works of your life is a demonstration of your faith and your faith must have works for it to be faith i said your faith must have works for it to be faith therefore as we go deeper into the word of god focusing on the one who is testified by God as pleasing to him, I believe we will know what to do and we will be guided. You know, one of the, one of the things I learned in, in recent years of my life, I'm always learning, so don't, 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 don't be too say Bishop is always learning things. Yes, I'm always learning because you learn every day of your life you know one person said every day of your life is a classroom and everybody you meet is a teacher so there you cannot say i finished learning so don't ever think for a moment that you a time will come when you finish learning there's always something new to learn and you see the the learning comes as your level of understanding increases 
So every time your level of understanding increases, you learn something new. Then every time you learn something new, you understand more. Then by more understanding, you learn more. That's how we, 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 that's how life is here on earth. So, you know, I, 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 I've learned many things in life and one of the things that I've learned is to sometimes ask a lot of questions. A lot of questions. And like I was saying recently, I learned that you know when you copy or you follow somebody on the same road you want to walk on or you follow or you watch somebody and you learn from somebody doing what you want to do you may overcome certain deficits that may be present in your knowledge or in your intelligence and recently I was reading a manual and to follow the manual in setting up of some small gadget that I got. I mean, for partic- particularly, it's a golf cart. It's a golf pool cart that I got. And, you know, I've been seeing people use it. It's very nice. It looks nice. So, one time, I managed to get myself one. And so, I had to now set it up and i realized that i was struggling so i took the manual to follow the steps and i realized that my mind the way it works i was not able to follow the steps then i realized that, ah if i saw somebody having the same thing and setting it up i would have easily set up mine instead of trying to follow the manual and things then i realized that I have difficulty grasping certain concepts as in terms of following manual written down. But all I have to do is to watch somebody do it and it's quicker for me. Then I learned that, I realized that, you know, sometimes there may be gaps in our learning. There may be gaps in our ability to comprehend and even understand simple instruction. But that can be overcome when you just watch somebody and the person even tells you do this, do that, this one, do that before you realize you've done the thing. Amen. It's like following GPS. You don't have to know where you are going for the GPS to take you there. You just obey instruction. Turn right. Keep to the left. Just listen attentively and it will, you have arrived at your destination hoping that you, your address is correct. Now, that, that is the same thing with, with Jesus. It's the same thing with Jesus that Jesus said in John chapter 8, verse 29, that, sorry, John chapter 8, verse 12, rather, that I am the light of the world. Whosoever followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. So, me, I've decided fully to follow Jesus in everything that he did. 
and in every way as much as the grace of god abounds in my life i'm looking carefully what did jesus do this is what jesus did and i tell you he came here on earth walked here accomplished his mission and is seated at the right hand of the father he pleased god he pleased god and so if my faith is going to make me please god i need to look at what jesus did which was pleasing to god and do the same and definitely i will be pleasing god amen i said amen good but you know this this morning i i asked a question remember i told you i do ask a lot of questions i was as i was praying then I asked, the, I asked the question, what does Jesus know that we don't know? And then I asked another question to God, that what do you know about this life here on earth? And what will come after? That we don't know which will make you Spare no expense. I mean, what is it that would make you God? Spare no expense in making sure that I don't live this life without Jesus or without my sins being forgiven. I don't know if you understand my question that I was asking God. I'm asking God, ah, what is it about hell? What is it about hell that you know? That you are so desperate to make sure that none of us would go there. And if, even, even as it meant the cost of giving us your only begotten son. You, you, you didn't stop and say, no, it's too expensive. When angels couldn't fulfill it, for angels can't set us free, and it's like the only option that there is is to give your only begotten What do you know that we don't know? You know, sometimes when you don't know something, you, you don't give it all the attention it deserves. So, so I, I've, I've been wondering that what is it about life here on earth without Jesus that God knows about that will make him make such a provision for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not pray. What is it that I don't know? I'm, I'm, I keep on asking. You know, because I've not been to hell before. And uh, I've, neither have I been to heaven also. But what is it? I mean, I'm just judging by the expense. You know, the extent to which somebody goes to make something happen can tell you the importance of that thing. Or, or maybe what exactly is that thing? The value of that thing. And so I'm asking myself, what will make God jesus go go and die for them go and experience what it means to have sin put on you 
You know, and then this song came to my heart, sung by Andre Crouch. When he said, I don't know why Jesus loves me. And the song came into my heart that says, I don't know why Jesus loved me. And I want to sing it this morning. I don't know why Jesus loved me. I don't know why Jesus loved me. I don't know why he cares. I don't know why he sacrificed his life. Oh, but I'm glad. Oh, I don't know why my Jesus. I don't know. I don't know. But he knows. He knows something that I don't know. He's so aware of what it means to allow me to go to hell. I don't know why he But I can tell you that I'm glad he did it, even though I don't know why. I will know why when I meet him in heaven. Where would I be if Jesus didn't love me? Because as I look at my life now, where would I be? Even without heaven, I'm glad he did. I'm glad he did. Because the wisdom of walking in his word and living out his word, I can see clearly has delivered me from many things. Where would I be? If he had not loved me and died for my sins. That I may receive the gift of the Holy Spirit to guide me in this world. Where would I be? If he didn't sacrifice. If he had thought about his comfort in heaven. And refused to come here on earth to walk amongst us. Oh, I want to say thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you. For all that you have done and what you would do. You came all the way to come and tell us that you are the way, you are the truth, you are the life. I thank you, Jesus. His mighty throne of glory to bring to bring to us redemption story. And he died and rose again just for you and me. Oh, but I'm glad. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We may not know why. You went through all that you did. But I know that one day, one day, we would know. We would know it, not as being told, but we would know it for ourselves. Thank you. One day we will speak like the people of Samaria told this woman, who went to tell them about Jesus that now we believe not because you told us 
but because we heard him ourselves father we thank you we thank you for this wonderful work jesus we exalt you and we will follow you you have proven yourself beyond doubt why we should follow you you gave and you did the highest for you said greater love has no man than this that a man should lay down his life for his friends and yet you laid down your life not for friends of god but for enemies of god while we were yet sinners you died for us we will follow you hallelujah so as we continue on the subject of faith and works i need us to look at a few verses of the bible remember our verses key verses foundational verses is based on hebrews 10 38 and hebrews 11 6 hebrews 10 38 says that and the just and now it says and now the just or now the just shall live by faith and he says if any man draw back my soul would have no pleasure in him and paul or the writer of hebrew confirmed we are not of them that draw back unto perdition but of them that believe to the saving of our souls then chapter 11 define faith for us and then verse 5 of chapter 11 says by faith enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because god had translated him and what was the testimony the testimony was that he pleased god he pleased God. May you be God, a God pleaser. May you, may you be a person that God will testify of your life that you pleased him. Whatever Satan would bring your way to deceive you, I declare that it shall not work. But the Lord by his spirit will commune with you the secrets of heaven and cause you to stand firm no matter what arrow the enemy throws at you in Jesus name amen. amen you shall be testified as a man and a woman who please God and then he says but without faith said but without faith pleasing God is an impossible mission he said but without faith pleasing God is an impossible mission and that he that cometh to God must believe or must have faith that he is in other words unless you have faith that he is the the the, the blessing of seeking him may not be that obvious may not be that obvious you know think about it think about it jesus warned us to enter into the straight gate 
and then he said narrow is the way and few there be that find it why because because come to think about if if it's a gate that is leading to a good destination a gate that is leading to heaven why don't we make the way to reflect the gate or why don't why don't the way be made or be constructed such as to reflect the the destination you know in most african countries if you see a very nice road a very good road is either leading to an important person's or is leading to an important place for example the road that leads to the president's palace or the president's office it's always well maintained so if you want to know where certain important people are in most parts of africa just judge by the roads the roads are often done that lead to a significant place so why would the road that leads to heaven or that leads into the kingdom of God be narrow and difficult as stated in Hebrews, sorry, uh, Matthew seven twenty one? Why? Because that's what God has ordained. That, that's it. It may be difficult because you have to walk on it together with the flesh. It may not be difficult. The road will not be difficult for the soul or for the spirit. Walking on that road without your body or your flesh, your natural self, you discover that the difficulty of the road has to do with the natural self. Hallelujah. And that is how God has ordained it. And it is so because of the natural self that you are carrying in the world in which we live. So, I pray that we would all have faith that God is a rewarder. I said that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him, of those who diligently choose his ways and walk on his paths, that at the end, even before the end, it will be rewarding. Hallelujah. So as we look at Jesus, we see some certain things with Jesus. Remember, Jesus defined the work of God. The work, and remember we are talking about faith must have works. And the, Jesus said the work of God is to believe on him that sent or to believe on him whom he has sent. To believe in his son. That is Jesus himself. That's John 6, 29. To believe on him whom he has sent. So we have to believe in Jesus and we have to look unto Jesus. Who the Bible describes as the author and the finisher of our faith. In other words, he would begin our faith. Full perfection or to full maturity as we look unto him. So, he being our light is guiding us and showing us how to walk and to live in this world. 
to demonstrate a life that will please or, or how to live and walk in this world in the manner and in the way that will please God. That will please God. And he also gives us a lot of information that will make us able to believe whatever road God chooses for us. So if there's anything at all that Jesus, or if, if one of the many things that Jesus does for us is to give us inside information. Jesus gives us inside info. Of Even though we may not see inside, he gives us the inside info. And therefore, the words of Jesus and his guidance, his instructions must be taken very highly and adhered to and followed carefully in our lives if we are going to be victorious over the works of the enemy. If we are going to overcome the world, I said, if we are going to overcome the world, it will take our belief in Jesus and all that he says to us. Because it is only Jesus who is telling us what nobody else is telling us. It is only Jesus who is telling us what nobody else is telling us. It is only Jesus who has made a way to, uh, to, to allow the Holy Spirit to come and draw with us, to give us inside info, to guide us, to commune with our spirit, to show us the works of darkness, to warn us and to show us how to overcome. So you see, a person who says you are a Christian and you don't follow Jesus carefully, you don't invest in your efforts or you don't invest in your time, you don't invest in following Jesus, then you don't, you don't understand what you say you believe. Hallelujah. Then you, you don't understand what you say you believe. And, and you will be a Christian, yes, because you believe in Jesus for salvation, but that is where it will end. You will not grow into the full experience of salvation here on earth. And sad to say, you can easily get to heaven and discover that all the resources that was provided for your life, for your blessings in heaven, you never used any of them. And you walk here on earth as if you had no provision for your life. Because, and it will be only because you didn't believe. But like I said, may your life be a God pleaser. Hallelujah. So Jesus is guiding us. Now, as we look at Jesus, one of the things we see with Jesus, number one, among many other things, is that Jesus was preoccupied with the will of God. And that is why he could say that my father is always with me. My father in, 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 in uh, John John 6 or John 8 29 actually John 8 29 he said he that sent me is with me he that sent me is with me the father has not left me alone I'm not alone because I always or I say for I always do those things that please him 
So, you see, Jesus knows what pleases God. And as you follow Jesus, you would find out that you also will be doing things that will please God. And, you see, those things that you would do, which will please God, you will need faith. That is how come it is said that without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because the things that you would do, that will please God. You need faith. You need faith to believe what Jesus has said. You To believe that God is a rewarder. To believe that God is loving and he has demonstrated it by dying for you. You see, you, we will never... It is until when we get to heaven, then we will see clearly for ourselves what it meant and what God has really delivered us from. By sending Jesus to die for us. Hallelujah. So, now we see that first of all, Jesus, among many other things, was preoccupied with doing God's will. He was preoccupied with doing God's will. So, what, what it means that if Jesus said, I always do the things that please him, and because of that, he's always with me. And we see that Jesus was preoccupied with doing God's will. Then it means that us doing God's will would lead to us pleasing him. Let, let me explain it again. Jesus made a statement in John 8, 29. That the father and he that sent me is with me. The father hath not left me alone. For or because... I always do the things or I always do those things that pleases him. Not that I sometimes. I always do those things that pleases him. Now, what are those things? What are those things? What are those things? Does he sing praise and worship? Does he give offering? Does he, what are those things? Because there are things that he does. And so, as we look at Jesus' life in search of those things that he does, which pleases God, for us to always also do those things to please God, we first of all come to that realization, if you study carefully, that Jesus is preoccupied in his earthly life with doing the will of God. He's constantly preoccupied with doing God's will. Which means that if you have to do things that please God, then you must also be preoccupied with doing God's will. It's as simple as ABC. I don't know how else to explain to you. You must also be preoccupied with doing God's will. What is the evidence that Jesus was preoccupied with doing God's will? In John chapter 4 verse 34, Jesus said unto them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. My meat, my, my preoccupation. Do we have another version? John 4, 34. It says, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me. The, the NLT says, my nourishment comes from doing the will of God who sent me. 
and from finishing his work. In other words, I mean, it's like, it's like, let, let me see, is there any other version? What does Amplify say? It says, my foot is to do the will of him who sent me and to completely finish his work. My foot is to do the will of him who sent me. So you can see that Jesus is preoccupied. And in John 6, 38, he also said, I came down from heaven not to do my own will. I came down. I traveled all the way. I left the beauty, the majesty of where I was, I left the, the, the glorious form in which I existed and I changed to put on flesh to become like one of you. All for the purpose of coming to do the will of him that sent me. So we can see clearly that Jesus was preoccupied with doing God's will. The 39 of the same John chapter 6 it says, and this is the will of him, or this is the Father's will which has sent me. And this is the Father's will which has sent me. That of all which he has given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. And this is the will of him that sent me. This is also the other will. The other will, you see, he has given some people that has been given to me. That I should raise them up on the last day. And he has sent me that everyone who seeth the Son and believeth on him may have eternal life. And I will raise him up at the last day. It's the same thing. But he's re-emphasizing it. That everyone who sees and believes on him. So in other words, the will of God is that salvation must come through Christ. That is the will of God. That salvation must come through Christ. Hallelujah. So, so we see clearly that Jesus was preoccupied with doing the will of God. And what did Jesus say about doing the will of God? Jesus said in two different places that those who do the will of God are his brothers. In, in, in Mark chapter 3, Verse 35, Jesus says, For whosoever shall do the will of God, the same is my mother and my sister, or the same is my brother, my mother, and, and sister, or sister and mother, whichever way. Now, what, what, was, what was leading to Jesus saying this? Jesus was being told that his mother and brothers and sisters are waiting for him outside. And then he looked around and said, who are my sisters? Who are my brothers? These are my brothers and my sisters. Those who do God's will. Hallelujah. Those who do God's will. So you can see that doing God's will was everything to Jesus. And he says, if you do God's will, you are, you are, you are part of me. If you do God's will, you are part of me. In, 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 in uh, um, Matthew Chapter 7, verse 21. It says, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. 
but he that doeth the will of my father which is in heaven. Now sadly, sadly, many Christians are not bothered about doing God's will. And then sometimes when they want to be spooky, they want to be funny, then they start asking, how do I know the will of God for my life? Listen, listen. You may not know the will of God for your life, but at least you know the will of God for humanity. Just do it. Just do it. And don't be spooky. Just do it. You know what God wants for humanity. I said, you know what God wants for humanity. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth on him should not perish but have eternal life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved. And Paul said, how shall they call upon him whom they have not heard? And how sh- I, I, unless somebody sent, so you can see that clearly God's will is salvation for mankind. Now, if you are telling me you don't know what God's will is for you, at least you know what God's will is for the whole world. God's will for the whole world is that nobody should perish. That is his will for the whole world. That is his will for humanity. So, if you preoccupy yourself with God's will, even though you may not know his specific will for you, by just preoccupying yourself in the right direction of what he has said concerning the whole humanity you are likely to be in the in the right way you can't go wrong hallelujah you can't go wrong so we see clearly here that jesus has shown to us the way the way to pleasing god and you see this is where faith comes in I'm going to go details. You see, yes. You say, Pastor, okay, so yes, what next? What next? What next is that? Doing God's will here on earth has a price that you must pay. That's, that's, the, that's, that's, that's what's next. Because yes, you have been shown by Jesus what it means or what you need to do to please God. With Jesus, if God said, this is my... And you see, Jesus said, God testified of him in many places. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. He says, hear him. Hear ye him. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. So if you want, if you have to please me, just hear him and you will please me. Listen to what he tells you. And you will please me. Hallelujah. And we, we, I said that. You see to do God's will. There's a price. There's a price to pay. There's a price of obedience. There's a price of obedience. And then there's also a price of sacrifice. Hallelujah. 
There's a price of obedience. There's a price of sacrifice. Now, let's see how Jesus did God's will. I mean, just in simple way. Time will not allow me to go into detail. But in simple way, what Jesus did to do God's will was to lay down his life. He laid down his life. He laid down his life. In John 10, 17, he says, Therefore doth my father love me. Be quiet. Because I lay down my life that I might take it. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down and I have power to take it. This commandment I have received of the father. So you see, to do God's will, I said to do God's will, the price he had to pay was his life here on earth. He had to lay it down. He had to lay it down. That is a sacrifice. I said that is a sacrifice. He had to lay it down. And he said by doing what the father wants. He receives also the love of the father. In, 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 in John 14. He says. Verse 30, some 31. It says, verse, actually verse 30. It says, hereafter I will talk much, I will not talk much with you. For the prince of this world cometh and hath nothing in me but that the world may know that I love the Father. And as the Father gave me commandment, even so I do. Even so I do. Arise and let us go. But you see, verse, thank you Holy Spirit, Hallelujah. So, so we see clearly that doing God's will has a price. I said doing God's will has a price. But what, and you need faith to pay that price. You need faith to pay that price. Hallelujah. I said Hallelujah. You need faith. But you see, and Jesus demonstrated that unfortunately, there's, I mean, there's no way out. This is what must be done. You need faith to do what needs to be done to do God's will. And, and, and in John chapter 12, verse 23, you see, sometimes we feel or we think that Jesus never felt you know, he was very cool at many of the things that he said he should know. But you see, it is the faith 
that makes you go through what you must go through in order to please God. John, John 12, 23. I'm reading a bit of scriptures, but hey, why, why should I even feel funny reading so many scriptures? There's something wrong with the church. That even for me, Satan, you're a liar. The right thing to do is to read the word of God. Because it is in the word of God that we have life. And it is in the word of God that we have the spirit of God to influence us. In John 12, 23, Jesus says, And Jesus answered them saying, The hour is come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat falls into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. Then he explained, he that loveth his life shall lose it. And he that hateth his life in this world you see, that, that's the whole thing. It's, it's not to hate your whole life. No. But hating a portion of it in this world. See, he that hated his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal. If any man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. It says, if any man serve me, him would my father honor. Now is my soul troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour, but for this cause came I unto this hour. Father, glorify thy name. Hallelujah. Father, glorify thy Then came there a voice from heaven saying I have both glorified it and would glorify it again. So we are seeing here clearly that Jesus is showing us something. That number one for you to please God you must do God's will. There's no two ways about it. You cannot do your own will and please God. No. For you to do for you to please God you must do God's will. And the steps that are involved in doing God's will demands faith. Faith in God as a good God. Faith in God as the carer of everything concerning your life. And faith in God as a rewarder. Having demonstrated what, how much he loves you by giving you so much. You, you see, most of us don't know the value of salvation. The value of Christ dying for us. Because we don't know what it means to go to hell. We don't know. We don't know. I said we don't know. That's why I was, I was thinking about. about I said, what, what, what do you know about hell? That will make you make such an arrangement and everything. Then I realized that I don't know why. But I'm glad he did. I'm glad he did. Hallelujah. So as we are pressing on now. You see, so what it is is that Jesus had his challenges of doing God's will. Sometimes we present Jesus as never having challenges. But clearly, he had his challenges. The, the main step of doing God's will is, involves his death 
on the cross. And we see in, 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 in this verse, in this chapter, chapter 12, he says, now is my soul troubled. Now is my soul troubled. It's troubled. It's, it's not, he's not sitting comfortably. The, the amplifier says, now my soul is troubled and deeply distressed. What shall I say? Father, save me from this hour of trial and agony. And we know him when he prayed in the garden. If it be possible, let this cup pass over me. And the Bible says in the garden he sweated. He sweat. He was in agony, distress. What was the distress? The distress of having to be forsaken by the father and having to... For, for the first time be associated with sin hallelujah Amen. now how about us how about us if we are to do the will of God last week I explained to you that you see there are many let me say this to you there are many stumbling blocks or there are many things that you have to overcome in order for your life to live to do God's will. And I mentioned the first thing. The first thing is the stumbling block of your legitimate needs because your spirit that is born again together with your soul for which God does not want it to be lost to hell. They dwell in the body and therefore having to live in this body has generated needs for the body to function, for the body to continue to be alive and so many things. Now, these legitimate needs is one of the stumbling blocks that will prevent you from doing God's will. I said, this legitimate needs is one of the stumbling blocks that will prevent you from doing God's will. When the opportunity for salvation to be preached to a whole city of Samaria. The disciples were concerned about eating bread. It's like, listen, you are tired. We are also tired. You know, as our leader, if you don't eat, we can also eat. And listen, boy, we are hungry. We've walked to go and get food. And we all need to sit to eat. So, are you not coming to eat? These souls that you are talking about, look, look, we, we can, uh, they should wait. We need to eat. We are hungry. Were you not tired? Were you not hungry? That's why we left to go and buy food. But what did Jesus say? Yes, I was hungry. Yes, I was tired. 
But my hunger, tiredness, vis-a-vis a moment of opportunity to do God's will, I will choose doing God's will. God is working. My hunger will not make me apathetic to what God is doing. Jesus said, my father work. Hitherto I also work. So, we can see clearly that Jesus had to give up the legitimate needs of the body. Not the, not the pleasure. The legitimate needs of the body to still work. Why? Because the father was working. Salvation was coming to a whole city or to a whole place. So we see clearly that Jesus did not place his legitimate needs above the will of God and what God was doing in that moment. In the same way, like I said, one of the challenges for many Christians, not even stepping out to do God's will, is because of legitimate needs. Oh yes, it's because of legitimate needs. But you see, the legitimate needs, Jesus says, don't ever make a mistake to think that God doesn't know that you need those things. No. He said, don't, don't make a mistake. And, and why, 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 is, why is it important? Why is it important for you to be reassured? Why is it important that you shouldn't worry about your legitimate needs? Why? Why is it so important that you shouldn't worry about the things? Let, let, let's turn to Matthew chapter 6. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I thank God for help. And I see many of us being helped. Being delivered from that advantage that the enemy will take over us. Based on our legitimate needs. Jesus says, Matthew chapter 6. Verse 25. Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life what you shall eat or what you shall drink nor yet for your body what you shall put on is not the life more than meat and the body more than raiment behold the fowls of the air for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into bands. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? 
And then he asked a question, which of you by taking thought can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take you thought for raiment? Consider the lilies. How they grow and they toil not, neither do they spin. And yet, I say unto you, that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? In other words, why, why are you... Why are you so concerned about what to eat, what to wear? Is God that irresponsible that he will give you life and create a body and sustain the life in that body and neglect the needs of that body? That, that's the question Jesus is asking. That if God has made sure that this body is alive, would he neglect any other thing that is needed as a result of the body being alive. But we see many people, we see many, many people easily affected and so concerned about these legitimate needs. Listen, I'm not saying don't be concerned about them. And that's not what I'm saying to you. I'm not saying that. Listen carefully. I'm not saying that. What Jesus is saying is that be reassured that whatever you are doing, God will not neglect his responsibility towards you as you give yourself to do his will. This is where your faith comes in. Your faith comes in that I would have what I need to eat and I would have what I need to wear. And I will have what I need to drink. I will have a place to sleep. All responsibilities that has come about as a result of existing in the flesh. I would have it because I have a God who never neglects his own. And who never neglects his responsibility. That is what it means to have faith. Or that is what it means to not... to, to, to to not be or, or, or to be impossible to please him without faith. That's what it means. Because to do his will, you will be find out that among the many challenges, one of the challenges is your needs, the personal needs. And you see, for most of us, the personal needs opens the door. For the enemy into our lives. The personal needs. Opens the door. For the enemy into our lives. In Matthew 6. We read 25. Up down. But 24. 24. Tells us that no man can serve two masters. Either he would hate one and love the other or else he will hold to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. And then the response is, and, and then the word for it, therefore, because of what I have said, 
because of what I have said, because of this particular difficulty of not being able to serve two masters or having two masters in your life, don't take thought, don't make it your concern so much so as to what to eat, what to wear. That is the concern of God if you choose God. And if you choose to please him. Hallelujah. Amen. The, the Amplified says, No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Now, I like the last part. He will be devoted. He will be devoted to one. Now, you see, remember, remember that your flesh, even though your spirit and your soul resides in them for this season when you are here on earth, it is not something that God is going to take to heaven with him or with you. It's something that even never submits to God. The Bible says your carnal nature, the flesh and all its components, never submits to God. So to make their care so much so your concern is going to make you be devoted to another God, which is mammon. Hallelujah. That, that's what most of us do. You will be devoted to it. And many of us are devoted. I said many of us are devoted to the God of Mammon. Using, you see, the God of Mammon uses natural reasoning after having trained us in the realm of the flesh. And to think according to using our five senses and to give us all the information about the flesh. He uses that training that he has given to us to govern us. If we make, if we make our priority and our major concern the needs of the body or our legitimate needs. And through it, he deceives us. Through it, he tells us a lot of lies. Hallelujah. He, it opens up. It opens up. And that is, you see, God knows a lot of things that we don't know. He said, this one, don't make it your concern. If you make it your concern, it is going to make you not able to please God. It is going to make you... It, it, that, that it is legitimate doesn't warrant you to make it your concern. Where it's like all that you are concerned about all your life is, is, is what to eat, what to wear, what to drive. No. Listen to me. You don't live to eat. You eat to live. I said you, your, your purpose of living is not to eat not to drink, not to wear, not to drive, and all it's... No, that is not the reason why you are alive. That 
this is not the reason you are alive for a higher purpose you are alive for a higher call understand this simple thing understand this simple thing you are alive for a higher purpose therefore when you eat to live you must live for that purpose not live to eat not live to wear but sadly most of us live our lives to eat to wear to drive to stay that's all and the the higher purpose of living a life to please god is 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 neglected but i pray for you that the lord by his spirit would impart to you the grace to see the light of the truth of god's word that will make you not to give yourself in that manner to nothingness I said not to give yourself in that manner to nothingness and I tell you as you turn your back and focus on pleasing God you will have abundance of all good things of this life you will lack nothing I said you lack nothing you will have what you need you may not have it in excess but you will have it when you need it and you will have what you need that your life what it would have been if you were devoted to the needs legitimate needs of your life hallelujah and it will open you up you see the legitimate needs it will open you up if you if you if you follow it you see in matthew chapter 4 verse 4 i'm closing but I need to share with you what I feel the Lord has laid on my heart to share with you. Are you a man of faith? Are you a man who is set to please God? Jesus is our answer to the road to please God. Jesus is our answer to the road of faith. You see, somebody said that faith, faith is not blind believing. No. Faith is not blind believing. No. Like, no, there's there is evidence why you can trust god there's evidence why you can believe god and jesus is teaching us think about it have you thought about it that it is not because you eat that you have life but it's because god has given you life it's because god has given you life is god going to neglect the life that he has given you here on earth by not giving you food if he knows that the body needs food is the evidence of God's provision is so abundant when God created man Adam in the garden from the dust of the ground and breathed into man the breath of life already man had food to eat and God was the one who told him what he must eat he said of all the things you are free to eat just eat as much as you can and don't it's not about working work for me have dominion have dominion over what I've created and run it on my behalf whilst you are here with them. It's a beautiful place I've created for you. Take care of it. Manage it. Run it for me. And I will give you what to eat. So you realize that to start with, God has not shown that he neglects those that are committed to him. I mean, you can't prove it anywhere. As he led the Israelites, I said, as he led the Israelites, through the wilderness he knew that the people were moving they can't farm so he gave them food in spite of all their misbehaviors he still provided for them 
He gave them things. He clothed them. He did not... He, he, they say, you walked for, for years. You didn't need anything. You didn't need anything. Is that not a message to you that I am faithful? Will I do all the miracles just to come and neglect you? I sustain you. Do you know the effort Satan has gone to kill you? That I have sent forth my angels to protect you and to care for you. That I have decreed that he shall not be able to do anything. Why should you doubt me about food to eat? But you see, when food to eat, close to where, and all those things are your major headache, and you make it your prime, whatever it is. Listen, you open the door for Satan into your life, and Satan will manipulate you. Sadly, a lot of Christians are being manipulated, but I see you getting out free of that manipulation in the name of Jesus. I see you receive the light of the glorious gospel that will shine and you turn away and you'll be healed from every deception of the enemy in your Amen. life. I see you rising to be what God has called you to be. Amen. Oh yes. Your life will be that precious seed of the Lord which will bring forth great fruits, I mean great fruits to bless humanity. Hallelujah. You are, you, are, you are not what they say you are. You are not what they say you are. What they say you are, if you live it out, whether you are a lawyer, you are a doctor, you will just be feeding your stomach. You will just be taking care of your flesh. You are greater than that. You are, you, you are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good work, which God has before ordained that you should walk in. And I see you walking in that works good works in jesus name hallelujah in john in matthew chapter 4 verse 4 we see here the bible says after jesus had fasted and was hungry it's it's not like he wanted extra it's not like he wanted some sweets he's not asking for luxury look after fasting for 40 days there's only one thing that can happen to the body hunger But you see, when the hunger was there, Satan came and said, Hey, have you considered, since you are the son of God, have you considered turning these stones into bread to meet your need? But Jesus said, If there's no bread here, I don't have to question what God has said. By trying to focus on my needs. God is able to sustain me without bread. Because he is the master of the body. He created the body. Yeah, The bread only works because he has allowed the bread to work. But he can sustain my body without the bread. Yes, I'm hungry. But he can sustain my body without the bread. Therefore, I don't have to question what he has said. He said, I am his beloved son. In me, he's well pleased. That is enough. That is enough. Hallelujah. And so we see here, Satan tried, but it didn't work. But in the Garden of Eden, it worked. It worked. Because you see, Adam didn't know. Or Eve, Adam and Eve didn't know what Jesus knew. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think they knew what Jesus knew. Yes, they walked with God. They, they were created. You see, Jesus was there before they came. And they, he, he was created from the dust. And, and, and breathed, God breathed into him the breath of life. But, you see, in following the advice of Satan, he lost what would have been preferred. And that is the... Uh, which one is better? Let me ask you a question. Which one is better? The eating of the fruit of the tree of knowledge and good and evil, which will make you wise as God. Knowing good and evil. Or, or, you see, you know good and evil, but remember, the flesh you wear was created from dust and it can expire. That fruit vis-a-vis the tree that will make you have life that never ends in yourself. Which one is better? But you see, when you open your life for Satan to govern you, he will lead you to no good place. And he will use what looks legitimate, what looks helpful to you to mislead you. And I pray for you, I pray, I pray for you that you will never be misled. Hallelujah. Many of us, because of this preoccupation with our legitimate needs, we have neglected what would bring us the great blessing of the Lord, which is the spirit of God in us and the rebirth spirit that God has brought into our lives. We have neglected developing relationship with the Holy Spirit and neither are we developing even our spirits. Most of us feel that the more time we spend running around like headless chicken, the better it is. Listen to me. Before you run around like headless chicken, spend a lot of time with the word of God, with the Holy Spirit. And I tell you, as you set out to run around, you will not run around like a headless chicken. Yes. The deception of Satan is to tell you that if you don't focus on what to eat, what to wear, you will not have them. But I promise you that, in fact, focusing on your relationship with God, focusing on your relationship with the Holy Spirit, focusing on your relationship with the Word of God and your spirit is going to make you a champion over the devil. And you will command him and he will obey you. You will speak and instruct him to clear off the works, his works in your life and your life will be peace. You will speak and command him to clear off your finances and your finances will stay. You will call on God for higher wisdom and by his spirit, he will give you a wisdom which none, nobody would have. The Bible says of Daniel, for God has given them wisdom. They, they, they describe it as the wisdom of the gods is in him. Because God gave him wisdom. Look at Solomon. God gave him wisdom and he had abundance. Look at Joseph. By the wisdom of God that God gave him, he, from prison he became a president without make, rebelling, without making a war. He became a, a president. 
or a prime minister hallelujah so i'm telling you something here i pray that you understand what i'm saying that your concern for your legitimate is opening the door for satan into your life i said your concern is making is opening the door for satan into your life to mislead you to mislead you because all of a sudden what was basic is no longer basic because if if you really believe what i'm what what the word of god says you 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 would have passed you you have passed so long time ago you have passed long time ago what is basic for you have you not realized that you've been increasing your level of standard of living with every increment that has been coming into your life and that's why how come you don't have enough have you not realized that you don't have enough because there's a wisdom which is not operating in your life but i see that wisdom coming into your life as you make the first step to give yourself to that relationship that precious relationship that precious thing which in the sight of god is pleasing and that is to do his will some of you you need to you see you you are lazy but you don't realize that you are lazy and in fact you glorify the laziness by calling it something else recently as bishop was praying one of the things we pray about or he spoke about is the sabbath i don't know whether it was a flow service or the flow prayer meeting but he spoke about the sabbath and what i what i said to myself was that some people <laughs> they don't need rest what they need is to work because for you the sabbath is not one day it's six days The Sabbath is six days because you rest far more than you work. So that one day of rest is not needed in your life because you have been resting for six days. What will one day rest do to you? Hallelujah. And the only reason why you are not developing and you are not having the wisdom that you need is because you, you don't want to work hard enough. You want to maintain your eight-hour sleep and useless socializing and then you come and tell me that you don't have time of course everybody has 24 hours so why would you have time and and you see for most of us because of laziness coupled with the concern of what to eat what to wear we go around this life without sharpening our axe yes and the Bible says in Ecclesiastes 10, 10, if the metal be blunt or if the axe be blunt, then must more force be used. Yeah. And Satan is happy. Satan is happy for you to be throwing blunt axe, trying to accomplish things in your life. Because, and he's very happy. He keeps you occupied. Your effort yields very little. And it's because you have neglected to be where your axe will be sharpened. Because if you had a relationship with the Holy Spirit, you have the spirit of wisdom, you have the spirit of understanding, you have the spirit of counsel, you will have the gifts of the Holy Spirit operating in your life, you will have spirit of discernment, you have the gift of faith, you will have the gift of, I mean, uh, the, the power gift, the miracle working gifts. 
You will have them operating in your life. So you will call things to be as you, you will call things that were not there to be. You speak into the business and your business will work. You speak into the life of your marriage and it will work. But you see, Satan has deceived you because you have made your concern the needs of your life. But today, in the name of Jesus, I declare that it is changing in your life. To please God will be your concern. Like Jesus said, you will say, my meat is to do the will of him that has given me life, of him that has saved me. Hallelujah. And I need to show you some few things. What is the will of God? The will of God is very simple. I said the will of God is very simple. Second Peter 3, verse 9. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Second Peter 3, verse 9. They say, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. As some men count slackness. But it's long-suffering to us what? Why? Why? Not willing that any should perish. In other words, his will is that nobody will perish. But that all should come to repentance. Hallelujah. Yeah? This is God's will. So if the Lord is not slack concerning His promise of punishing. But his long suffering is patient, not willing that any should perish. Then I tell you, when you get yourself involved in the business of his will, which is telling people about Jesus and praying for their salvation, the Bible describes you as you are wise. You are wise to please your maker. You are wise. Proverbs 11.30 describes you as wise. I said Proverbs 11.30 describes you as wise. You are wise. You are smart. You are clever. You understand the workings of things. He said the liberal soul shall be made fat. And he that watereth himself shall be watered. Which verse is that? They, I think it's Daniel. Eh? Daniel 12, 3. He that winneth soul is wise. Yeah, I think it's Daniel 12. He that winneth soul. The Bible says is wise. Daniel 12, 3, I think so. And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the feminine. And they that turn many unto righteousness as the stars forever. In other words, you, are, you see, so this is what God wants. Now, sometimes, you see, one of the things Satan has managed to do is to give Christians the impression that 
Soul winning is for a certain group of people. And that when you're in a church where they are talking about soul winning, soul winning, it's like, ah, look, we just want prosperity. And this. Now, this is the way by which prosperity comes. The way by which prosperity comes is to please God. Because when you please God, the Bible says that if a man's ways pleases the Lord, he makes his enemies to be at peace with him. I think it's Psalm 68 or so. If, no, you don't have to open. If a man's ways please, he makes his enemies to be at peace with him. So you are wise if you will please God by winning souls and doing his will. Because when you do his will, you please him. Hallelujah. And then in closing, during the flow prayer, we prayed certain prayers. One of them is blessed Matthew 5 9 blessed are the peacemakers blessed are the peacemakers the Bible says for they shall be called children of God and if you are a child of God you will lack nothing you, you, you are blessed a child of God, a true child of God, a curse cannot operate in them. The curse is nullified because you are a child of God. And through Jesus, we are children of God. So, if there is a curse that is operating in our lives, it's because we have not been good children and we have been rebellious. The only reason why the, why the riches of a father or a family would not manifest in the life of a child is because the child has become rebellious. If the child does the will of the father who is rich, the riches of the father will manifest in the life of the child. It's as simple as ABC. And the Bible said, blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called children of God. Now, why? Let me show you how to make peace. How to be, let me sh- you see? We know blessed are the peacemakers, but most of us would think of peace as oh, I'm not quarreling with anybody and things. I mean, that's good, and all those things you don't have to be quarrelsome, and all that, but I'm showing you the real peace that will bring you blessing. Remember, Jesus said, My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth. Which verse is that? I think it's John. My, my, my peace. Not, not as the world giveth. I just want to show you something. John 14 something. John 14, 27. Hallelujah. Today we are really sitting in John. And I think it will be a good opportunity or it's a good reason for you to spend a lot of time reading the book of John. He said, peace I live with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. 
let not your heart be troubled neither let it be afraid now let me ask you a question what peace do you think Jesus is talking about what peace do you think Jesus is talking about let me tell you something you can have the world first of all will not give you peace but even if it gives you peace is of no value the peace that the world gives you is of no value you see if you have peace with somebody who doesn't have the power to take you to hell and who doesn't have the power to do anything to you it's no peace I said, if you have peace with somebody who has no power to hurt you and to harm you in a certain way, it's no peace. But you see, this is the peace of Jesus Christ. The peace of Jesus Christ is to give us peace with God. The peace of Jesus Christ is to give us peace with God. And I'm here to tell you, if you have peace with God, I said, if you have peace with God, you truly have peace. And Romans chapter 5 verse 1, it says, therefore, therefore, being justified by faith, faith in Jesus Christ we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ so the peace that Jesus Christ brings to our lives is peace with God now now listen the Bible says blessed are the peacemakers I'm I'm teaching you something blessed are the peacemaker now if the highest most regarded peace is the peace that Jesus Christ gives to us by faith in him and that is peace with God then a person who preaches the gospel a person through whom salvation comes to any life is is, is described in the clearest sense of the word a peacemaker Because through you, through you, somebody has peace with God. God who has the power to cast that person, both kill the body and cast that person to hell. All of a sudden, through your life, through your spiritual life, that person has peace with God. The Bible says you are blessed. You shall be called children of God. What is more? I said, what is more than being a peacemaker? Somebody who brings peace between an enemy of God and God through your Christian life. You see, this Christian life is what Satan doesn't want you to develop. 
some of you you can't even share the gospel because you have not given time to learning the gospel for you to share you as i'm sitting as i'm, as I'm standing here preaching you're asking how bishop how do you know all these things how do i know all these things you i give i give myself to it i give myself to it it's not by, by just sleeping and wishing it's not by just sleeping and wishing and the one who seeks you will get more you don't make an effort and you don't understand why you, you, you can't see the many great blessings in the Bible that would, even when you operate in your life, it's going gonna, it's gonna to lead you to prosper in every way. Hallelujah. So listen, in closing, let us end with what Jesus said in John chapter 6. Labor not. Labor not for the meat that perisheth yes i see you laboring but you are laboring for something that will take you nowhere jesus said you seek me not because john 6 26 you seek me not because you saw the miracles but because you did eat of the loaves and were filled labor not for the meat which perisheth but for the meat, for the food, which endureth unto eternal life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you, for him had the Father sealed. Listen. The one we are following says that don't labor for the meat which perisheth. Don't spend all your effort on what is but for a moment. We see clearly that the Bible says, Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers. And I've just shown you in Romans 5 verse 1, that through believing in Jesus Christ, through justification by faith, we have peace with God. We have peace with God. So through you, any life that believes in Jesus would have peace with God. Are you not a peacemaker? I said, are you not a peacemaker of the highest quality? Are you not a peacemaker of the greatest standard? Peace with God. Peace with God. The one who has the power. The one who says and nobody disannuls it. The one who stretches forth his hands and nobody pushes it back. You have peace with him. What else do you want? Or what else would a life want? Listen, I'm showing you a higher calling. A calling and a purpose that will make your life be blessed. That will make your life live on eternally. And that will make you arrive at your destination in heaven in a grand style. And meanwhile, you would also lack nothing. You would have not only provision for food, but you will have protection. You will have divine help. God would always be with you. Because the Bible says, the peacemakers are the children of God. May you never miss this opportunity. And whatever it will take for your life to be lived out as a peacemaker, focusing on doing God's will, may you receive that grace. May you be stirred up in your spirit by the Holy Spirit to give yourself to the word. Buy good Bibles. Whatever investment. You have borrowed to buy chairs. 
Some of you have borrowed to buy clothes that you wear for one season and that's it. Some of you, you owe at Edgar's and all these clothing shops 3,000, 4,000, 5,000 that every month you are paying 500 and you are telling me that you can't spend money to buy an iPad or any of the tablets for you to have a lot of Bibles and materials that will aid your reading of the Bible. Please, repent in the name of Jesus and change your ways. Don't borrow, but if you will borrow for anything, borrow for something that will bring God closer into your life. Don't borrow. But since you are addicted to borrowing, borrow for things that will set you free. You shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We give you praise. We give you the adoration. Thank you for your word that has made all the difference in our lives. Jesus, when we look at you and we listen to what you said to us, indeed, you are the way, you are the truth, and you are the life. Today we come to you knowing that our needs, God will take care of. God will take care God will take care. God will take care. God will take care. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, yes. Satan wants to tell you God has forgotten you, but I can tell you God cannot forget his own. Make God first in your life. Because your, your, your priority should be to do his will. Oh, yes. And he will lead you onto higher grounds, he will take care of you. He will never neglect you. Whatever you don't have in your life today is only but temporary. It will not be forever. And whatever you don't have today has not stopped God's purpose and plans for your life. Some of you are struggling to get funds for education. Listen, spend the time whilst the funds is yet to come. Spend the time in your word. Spend the time in prayer. This may be your only opportunity because when the blessing begins to abound, you will struggle to have time. Look at the disciples of Jesus. Fearful people. As the Holy Spirit came and they began to walk in the goodness of the Lord. As they invested their time in praying in the upper room. As they spent their time walking with the word, Jesus Christ. And the blessings began to abound. They struggled to even make time to study the word and to pray. Said that they had to appoint a whole set of people for that work so that they can your beginning whatever is happening in your life right now you may not be going to school don't waste your time watching television and going to depression for whatever it is spend your time spend your time in reading the word it will pay off it will pay off there was a time in my life where i was doing almost virtually nothing for whatever re- for, for some other reasons and i remember i would lay on my carpet and read the bible i had a dick's bible i would study it I wish I had done more. I said, I wish I had done more, considering what I know now. And I tell you, please don't waste that time, that opportunity that you have. Don't waste it to be depressed about you are not getting this, you are not getting whatever you are not getting, you will get. God's plan for your life will come to pass. With or without funds, with or without anything that you need, God will still do what He wants to do. I promise you, He will take care of your life, He will never neglect you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He will take care of you. 
Lift up your voice and say, God, I know you take care of me. You take care of me. Because you have proven yourself to be so faithful, so reliable, so dependable that I have no reason to be worried. To worry. I'll spend my time. Thank you for this precious moment that you have given my life. I was invested in you. That I may live to do your will. That I may say with my Savior, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me. Thank you. That I may qualify to be a brother, to be a sister of Jesus Christ. Oh, sing it. God will take care of you. God will take care of you through every way. All the way. All the he way. He did for the Israelites. He will take care of you. He will take care Believe of him. You. Walk in faith. Trusting and depending on him. Knowing that the plans that he has for you are plans of peace. Plans not of evil but of good to bring you to an expected end. Oh yes. Through every way. Shaboria Katsandoria I pray and release the blessing of help in your life. God will take care. God will take care. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We bless you. Have your way in the lives of your people. Thank you, Jesus. You want to pray this prayer with me? You want to give your life to Jesus? You must be born again. You have to believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he came to die for your sins. So wherever you are, you want to pray this prayer with me. You, are, you see, going to church is not the same as being born again. You must be born again. Jesus told somebody who was a leader in the church, you must be born again. You must believe in Jesus Christ as the Son of God. The Bible says, whosoever believeth that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, is born of God. So let's pray this prayer together. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, I thank you for my life. Thank you for my life. And I thank you for making it possible Thank you for making it possible to hear your word today. To hear your word today. I stand before you. I stand before you. As your work. As your work. As your creation. As your creation. And I submit myself to and you. And I submit myself to Completely you. and totally. Completely and totally. I have lived my own way. I've lived my own way. But today. But today. I repent. I repent. And I surrender to you. And I surrender to you. My whole life. My whole life. My everything. My everything. I declare my faith in Jesus Christ. Declare my faith in Jesus Christ. As your son. As your son. He came to die for my sins. He came to die for my sins. He rose again on the third day. He rose again on the third seated day. Seated at your right hand. Seated at the right hand. I believe in my heart. I believe in my heart. That Jesus Christ. That Jesus Christ is your son. Is your son. And I confess him. And I confess him. With my mouth. With my mouth. As my savior. As my savior. As my lord. As my lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. For this love. For this love. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. We believe you've been blessed by this message. To stay connected, follow our LCI social media platform.